Hello and welcome back to the 32 podcast. I'm your host, Kate. I am back. I'm so sorry for my, I don't know, nature sabbatical. That's what we can call it. Vacation, jet lag, tiredness. I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm here with you this week. This is a double episode week. This first episode, the one you're listening to now, thank you, my loyal listeners, is a recap of my trip to Mexico and not that I'm an influencer, not that I'm famous, not that anyone really cares, but some funny stuff did happen. So I figured if I'm going to tell anybody, I'm going to tell you. So here you are for that. Next release day. So Thursday, it will be a normal episode, um, recap in pop culture, recapping anything that happens to me between Tuesday and Thursday. (laughs) And that's it. Few housekeeping items. I am still working on a new name for the show. I have a few front runners. If you're listening to this, it's probably Tuesday, May 10th. And I think sometime this week, probably between episode releases, I'm going to put something on, on the show's Insta to like really solidify the name change poll and see what ideas you guys have. Cause I I have settled on changing the name. I'm going to do it. I don't feel the 32 represents the show. And while I do love the concept and I will keep 32 in the roots of the show, I do want a new name. So I'm trying to find my podcast identity, which sounds like a lot of crap, which it is. <laughs> like I said last week, name or two weeks ago, naming a podcast or renaming something seems harder than like naming a human being. And that's hard. She don't know what this person's going to look like, like, but I know what I want my podcast to be. And I know what it currently is. You know, you know, you're, you're here with me on this. So if you have ideas, please send them over to the Instagram at 32 pod. When I do change my name, everything will change at the exact same time. So if I, once I settle on a name, everything's going to change email, Insta, TikTok, everything. It's all going to go and be fixed and changed. And we will welcome a new era. It's almost like I'm Taylor Swift. That's kind of fun. Though I'm not going to get bangs. I They don't work on me. And I don't need to prove that to you. Just please know that they do not. So anyway, I'm so happy to be back with you. I do have one other housekeeping problem. And I do have to apologize for my attitude on the previous pod. I was very angry. <laughs> I was very angry and very tired. And unbeknownst to me, is a little bit of PMS and like not to be so like, what's that word? Um, Not to be so cliche and like blame my attitude on PMS, but like the following day, Aunt Flo came for a visit and it was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Like, oh, mm, okay. Yeah. You know, that, that tracks that, that tracks. I, uh, I, I said a lot of harshly worded comments and I don't take any of them back because I believe them. And a few of you listeners who are also nurses came to me and said, you know, that you feel as I did. I just don't know that I channeled appropriately. So I'm very sorry if you, if you sat through that, but thank you for, you know, allowing me to be my authentic self. If that's what we're saying these days. Um, before we get into the details of my trip, and I'm taking you day by day on my trip, you guys, I had a lot 
we did a lot, had a lot to, to see, a lot to do, to experience. I do want to touch on something that I don't usually talk about on the pod, and I don't mention politics. However, I feel as, you know, your resident bestie who explains all the things, I feel very called to say something about the leak that happened at the Supreme Court and then the subsequent, um, what's the word, like release of leak that happened. Um, I have had a, I had a really good conversation with a friend who's an attorney, Caitlin, we know Caitlin. And cause I coming from a place who I'm not a lawyer, I'm not an attorney. I don't know the implications of what a leak entails. I mean, it's horrible. Like it's, it's not something that happens. So like the integrity of the court has been fractured, which is awful. And I had her explain to me, cause I knew at a base level, like, and by the way, I'm not talking about the actual issue. I'm not sharing my opinion or asking for yours on the issue. I'm bringing to you the, what's the word I'm trying to say? My God, my COVID fog has been so bad since I traveled. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I am not talking about the topic of, you know what, we all know what it is. I'm not discussing it. I'm not discussing my personal beliefs. I'm not asking you to, to discuss yours. I'm not debating anybody. I'm not talking about it. What I am discussing here is that this leak is wrong and it unfortunately happened and it is probable, so, so probable that it was purposeful to ignite some sort of response. And it has, it certainly has. However, I want everyone to remember, and if you don't know this already, I want to inform you, the Supreme Court of the U.S. deems things allowable. That is oftentimes used instead of the word legal. We use the word legal instead of allowable. The Supreme Court deems things allowable at a federal level. That means on a country level. If they deem something, anything, not allowable, the allowability and the legal standing of that thing goes back to the states. We live in a country of a united 50 states. So the allowability and the legalness, what's the legality? Oh, for God's sake, the legality of that issue go back to the state you're living in. That's all I'm saying on this issue, but I feel very called to say this and I'm not talking about the topic. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't think that's, I'm not going to talk about it on the show. It's, it's so loaded and personal and, um, emotional and psychological. And there, there's so much going on with that topic, but I just need to remind everyone that the Supreme court deems things allowable. And if it's not allowable at a federal level, it goes back to the state you're living in, because I don't feel that that's necessarily understood by a lot of people currently. And I am seeing a lot of very, um, I don't want to use the word loud, but I kind of do attention grabbing graphics that are catchphrases and things that are quick sayings that to grab your attention and to scare people 
or to anger people or to X, Y, and Z. And I don't think that's right. And I think it's sending the wrong message. So I'm here to send you the right message. That's what I'm saying. And I would also like to say that the, uh, and as Caitlin um, explained to me, because I'm not a lawyer, she is. She explained to me that this first draft could be a first of three. It could be a first of 10. It can be a first of 85. And what she said was initial drafts and final drafts typically don't look the same. So, and I hope she doesn't mind that I'm saying this, but I think she'd say it to anybody because it's, it, it is what it is. That's the history of these opinion. And it's an opinion draft. It's an opinion draft that would need to be adopted by the other eight members of the court. If that's what the opinion was at the end. So that is what I'm here to say. I'm not, I am not going to discuss the actual issue. It, it is, it's too, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest issues of our time. And I, I'm not going to discuss it as a singular person on a show that is mine. I just don't find that. I don't find that the right thing to do. You know, I, I don't need to push my views on anyone. And I would think that me coming on here as a host and saying X, Y, and Z would, could be seen that way. And that's not what I'm here to do. So I just wanted to inform everyone of that. And now we're moving on. We're going to Cabo. Okay. So I went to Cabo with my husband and his family. The very first thing that I thought to myself when I was getting ready for this trip, can anyone read my mind? It was Kristen Cavallari in a bar in Cabo in 2004 saying, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo. And I thought about it every day on my trip. I wanted that energy. Did I get that energy? No, not at all. (laughs) So last week, last Wednesday, I had my fit on the pod. You heard it. Thursday, I went to work and welcomed Aunt Flo. And I was like, oh yeah, that tracks. I looked at one of my coworkers who is very understanding and very supportive and I think must really like me. And I love working with her. So she understands. She was like, you're going to be okay. And I I was just overwhelmed. (laughs) Over all my feelings, guys. And I looked at her and I was like, yeah, I just have a propensity for drama. (laughs) She was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm, yeah, aware, seen it, seen it, heard it, felt it, lived it, yep, mm-hmm. So I kind of like took my negative energy and tried to make it positive. So I worked Thursday, still had that same patient experience go on, and it was still awful. But And and I, and I 93% of you are women, so I'm sorry for the 7% of men who listen to the show that I'm going to talk about a period, but like get over it, it's 2022. You know when, when like you don't, you don't know what's going on with you, but you're like, God, something is just off. And you get that like once or twice a year, I feel like I get a cycle that's like a little soon. And it always is just so surprising because like then my PMS was sooner and my attitude was sooner. And I don't know about you, but like whenever I get bad PMS, I drop everything. I run into walls. Like my spatial awareness is so poor. I'm dropping shit. I break things and it's just like, it just like, it's too much. But then like 
once you realize you get your period, you're like, oh, sure. Got it. And then you don't drop anything anymore. Then you stop running into walls. That happened to me on Thursday during work. Like 4 p.m. hit and I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh. And then the next three hours of my shift were great. <laughs> I, I, I don't, maybe it's like pre pre-manious. I don't know. It was just, I was I felt manic and crazy, but it's it's better. So Thursday came home. I probably ordered food. My husband wasn't here. Oh no, I know exactly what happened. I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys this sooner. I get home. I have things to do because I have a toxic trait where I think I need to clean my house from top to bottom before I leave because I want to come home to a clean from top to bottom house. You know how often I do that? I never do that. I don't know why I think that every time I go somewhere, but I don't. So I was folding my laundry and I see out of the corner of my eye, a lizard in my house. I'm not folding my laundry outside. I'm folding my laundry in my house. Full panic. I call my husband. He answers. He's like, Hey, I'm like, there's a lizard in the house. And he was like, "Uh uh-huh. I was like, there's a lizard in the house. He was like, well, do you need someone to come over and help you? And I was like, that's insane. (laughs) I mean, I would love that, but that's crazy. (laughs) It's nine o'clock at night. It's Thursday. All of our friends have little kids. They're sleeping. We're not going to know. So my husband's like, just catch a lizard. And I was like, who do you think you married? Did you black out during our wedding when you promised to marry me, that person across from you? No, I don't do that. We all know I hate lizards. For people who don't remember, I said this many pods ago. When I was young, we lived in Asia. We lived in Singapore. Hot, humid, climate, tropical jungle. I woke up one day with a lizard on my face. I was four. I was traumatized. And now I can't possibly deal with the idea of touching a lizard in any capacity. Like I will, I will die. I will, my skeleton will jump out of my skin. I can't do it. So I call my mom and I'm panicking. My mom lives five hours away. (laughs) She can't help me. So she was like, do you have a box? And the only box I had was a small Amazon box. And I was like, this box is not big enough. I need, I need a storage unit to get this. (laughs) Like I, (laughs) I can't do it. We ended up coming up with a plan that I had two beach towels in my arms. And in my other arm, I had my Dyson and I put it on max power. I was going to suck up the lizard off the wall. And if it tried to escape, I would throw the towels on it, open the door and push the towels outside and hope that the lizard was in the towels. Seems okay. seems like it's going to work, right? It's a lizard. It can, it, it, the vacuum can suck up a sock, which is heavier than a lizard. I'm sure it's going to work. I cannot get close enough to this lizard to suck it up. I can't. I, this thing stared me down like, like it like it knew, like it knew I had no courage. And I was like, I have to do it. My mom counted me down from five, like 16 times. And she was like, Catherine Mary, I have other things to do than listen to you scream. (laughs) And she does like, she has a very important life to live, but like, I need help and moral support. I am not that person to just like shoo a lizard out of my house. I'm not, that's not me. And then I kept thinking to myself, I have to use the tools around me Because if I lose sight of the lizard, it's going to run away. And then who knows where it's going to go. And I'm going to have to burn my house down. 
there is an animal outside my window. I saw a tail in the air. You guys, I live in Jumanji. What the fuck? What kind of animal is that? Hang on. Well, new theory unlocked. I don't know what it was. It was probably a cat, but still. Okay. Anyway. So this is ironic talking about one animal when I look at another. Anyway. So I have my vacuum. It's on full blast. I have my beach towels. I put a laundry basket near the wall thinking that if it dropped, I could push it. it. But I don't know. I didn't have a box big enough that didn't have holes in it. Cause like if I could cover it and just push the box, then it would stay, you know, it would stay under, but I didn't have that. So I, 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 I try so much. I'm looking at this lizard. He's staring me down and he flicked his little toes. And I'm telling you, I almost threw up. I was like, Oh my God. What? Like, Holy barf. I hate this lizard. It has toes. It's, it's appendage moved. I am so done. And my mom was like, do it. Just vacuum it up. It's not that bad. It is, it is that bad. When you're me, it's that bad. I would rather an alligator in my house. And I've said that on previous pods and I, I will, I stand by that. I would rather have an alligator in my house. Yes, I would. Because first of all, you can't lose an alligator. It's not going to go hide under a piece of paper or under anything. You, you, you'll see it. Two, you can shoot it. Three, you can call animal control and they'll come get it for you. You can't call animal control for a lizard that's the size of a pencil. You look like a weenie, which I did. I looked like a wuss. So, okay. I'm holding my towels. I have my vacuum. It's ready to go. I put it on and I put it to the lizard and this lizard was like, F you jumped off the wall behind the laundry basket and then started crawling on the floor. And I started screaming. (laughs) My mom told me that I was yelling so loud. She couldn't hear the vacuum. I believe her. Then I lost the lizard and he ran into our guest room. So then I barricaded it in the guest room with towels on the floor so it couldn't crawl out. And I called my husband. I said, this is your problem when you come home. And he was like, well, we're going to Mexico for almost a week. I was like, I don't care. We, I'm done. I am not the person that you think I am. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So then I didn't sleep well. I was walking around my house super trepidatiously because like, what if this lizard was smarter than me and got out before I barricaded it or crawled into my vents? Like, I'm in trouble. So anyway, that was Thursday night, Friday, I had to pack and I got my nails done. I got the color pink flamenco. It's like hot pink, very Mexican. I thought very nice. It put me in the mood, put me in the spirit. Cause like nothing, there are a few things in life that make you feel as fresh as a manicure. And there's just no feeling like it. Like, I feel like I type better. I text better. Like just like I'm JLo. At that point, like I got my nails done. I can do anything. I'm good. Like you need me to point at something? Great. You need me to show you something with my hand? Yes. What am I typing? What am I recording? What am I doing? I will do it for you with my mani. Yes. Anyway, I got my toes done too. Oh my God. And my 
um, nail, my nail tech that I go to is the owner of the place I go to. And he's always commenting that my calves are tight, which they are because I have plantar fasciitis and it's just like my calves are tight and he beat the shit out of my calves and it felt really good. But you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to like, this is how I go. Like this hurts so bad. But then the next day I felt like super limber. (laughs) It's like, it was, you know, it was, it was fine. Deep tissue that no one asked for, but necessary. Okay. Then on Friday, I drove on up to Tampa because I flew out of Tampa because like, you know, bigger airport, nonstop flights. And my husband was not home and you're like, well, he went on this trip with you. Yes. I was meeting him in Dallas. So I was flying from Tampa to Dallas and then meeting him in Dallas because that's where he was working. So I had dinner with two friends, which was great. Went to my hotel, went to the wrong hotel because the other hotel decided to build another hotel with the same name, looking at you aloft. There's always only one aloft in Tampa. Now there's two alofts and I went to the wrong one, which like is not a problem really. But when it's 1130 and your flight leaves at 545, you want to go to sleep. So I go to the right hotel. I valet my car. I'm like, listen, leave it on the curb. I'll be back in five hours. <laughs> he was like, hmm, okay. So I go. The hotel's great. I love an aloft. They, they, they don't have a lot of amenities really, but what you get in like the room and the space for the price is, is very good. So shout out to Bonvoy for maybe they'll sponsor me. Shout out to Bonvoy. <laughs> um, just a word to the wise. If you're a single woman staying in a hotel, you need to like be smart and always, when you open the door to a hotel room, I always say murderers come out now. Cause like the door is open. Someone else can hear me leave your bag outside with the door open so you can check always check the bathroom check under everything to make sure no one's in there because like you don't fucking know right when you get in there close close the door lights on deadbolt door door lock and then find something in the room to put in front of the door for some reason there was like this heavy decorative table right in front of the door you go right there so people can't bear down the door. And if they try, I will hear them and I can call the police. Just, just FYI. Also check for bed bugs in every hotel you ever stay in. And don't put your suitcase on the bed because that's how most people get bed bugs. Anywho. So I wake up the next day at four. By the way, I still have my period at this time. And not that that's not TMI because it is. I, I understand. It's important to the story. I wake up. I'm like, ugh, like still dealing with this. And I don't know if you're like me, but like my body pretty much does the same thing every cycle where like, I know which days are heavy and which days are not. Unfortunately for me, that day was a heavy day. And I don't understand why the universe chose me and chose my body on that particular day to carry what seemed like all the periods of that day of the world, just in my body. But I don't, I was like, I don't have the right provisions. Like I had things like I had, you know, I had internal and external things that I could utilize, but it never felt like enough. So it's 4.15 in the morning. I'm driving to the airport. And I'm like, oh my God. The only good thing was that I had TSA pre-check, which my husband's been ragging on me for months to get TSA pre-check, but I haven't gone anywhere. I went to Omaha, but like, it's fine. So I got TSA pre-check. I got through. It was fine. So brisk. 
did not take my shoes off. It was lovely. <laughs> I loved it so much. And I go and I'm in the little like, not Hudson News, but like the little magazine snack place. And I was looking for like other provisions. Like, what can I? And there wasn't anything. And I was like, oh, gosh. Okay. So, okay. Just get to Dallas and you can figure yourself out. Like, you're going to be okay. Like, it's a two-hour flight. Like, and so, and as women, we know. We know what can be sustained in a two-hour flight, right? Like, we, we got it. Excuse me. <clears throat> we know our limits. But sometimes the universe is like, mm, I don't think think your math is great. So I meet my in-laws. They're on my flight as well. We got on the plane. I'm sitting down. I always have an aisle seat. Long story short, I had a blood clot many, many moons ago and I wear compression socks on the plane and I have an aisle seat because I have to get up and walk around on the plane at least once. Also good to note, I'm on blood thinners. So all of you were like, oh, yep. That means exactly what you think it means. (laughs) It does. So about halfway through the flight, I have to pee, getting up and I go and I'm just like, oh my God, my provisions are not, my provisions are not provisioning. They're not doing it. And never has an airport bathroom felt so small than when you have to change a pad. I'm sorry to be graphic, but like never has an airport bathroom felt so small than when you have to change your stuff. You know, like how do people change babies in here? How is it possible? Like, how do you do anything? And for people, okay, I am not part of the Mile High Club. I don't think my husband will be upset that I say that because like I'm not. If, if we ever fly private, maybe that'll change. But currently not. How the fuck people do it in an airport bathroom? First of all, just like morally. Second of all, germs. And third of all, there's a lot of buttons. And then just the, the sheer, just, just acreage is none. It's, it's impossible. So anyway, I just was like very, very self-conscious, very, very nervous. Like the rest of the plane that, you know, something bad was going to happen. And like, (sighs) once you're in that feeling, nothing can, I'm not going to get talked out of that. Like I'm, I'm not going to be convinced that I'm going to be fine. Like I'm not, and I'm the type of traveler who I pack extra clothes like in my immediate bag on the off chance that the air, that the crew is like, we have to take everyone's bags. Like that's my worst nightmare. Like I have things that I need, but I always pack extra, extra in my like personal, what do they call it? Personal belonging, personal item, personal item, just in case. So I knew I, I knew I would be okay. I just had to get to a bigger bathroom, but that last hour of the flight was like torturous. So I go, we land in Dallas and my in-laws got off the plane before me, but then they're waiting for my sister-in-law. My husband's sister was behind me. So like we get off in this order and they're like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'm going to find a bathroom. Don't wait for me. And they're like, oh no. I was like, no, no, truly don't wait for me. <laughs> like I will be fine. I grew up in airports. It's okay. And they're like, okay, we're going to go find Paul. So they went to go find my husband and I race to a bathroom and the Dallas airport bathrooms are so fucking premium because they tell you on this giant iPad outside the door, how many bathrooms are free. If there's a line, how close the nearest bathroom is. And when you walk in, there's a red or green light above the stall to tell you which one's open. And I am so appreciative 
of whomever decided that. Like it was, it was a woman for sure. Like it was, it was a woman for sure who has probably had this exact same problem and who didn't feel like adding anxiety to a situation that was already so anxious. So I go, I exchange provisions. I feel much better. Cause you know, like, you know, when you just feel disgusting and like you were just on an airplane. So like you're a little swollen and you're sweaty and your face is oily. And now you have, and it's like, God, I am a beast. Like I am just beastly. Right. So like, I felt a little less beastly. And then I was hungry because it was six o'clock in the morning. No, I don't know what time, like eight o'clock, but still like I'm hungry. I haven't had no Starbucks. Like we have, we have to get something else going on. So I, I exchange provisions. Everything's okay. I'm, I'm feeling better. I'm like, take a deep breath. Woo saw it's going to be okay. So I have to change terminals. And there are a few things in this world. I love more than an airport terminal train. I <laughs> They are one of my favorite things in the whole world. I think they're so fun. I love them. Taking you from plane to plane expeditedly. Like it must be something from when I was a kid. Like but I I love an airport train. So I call my mom. I'm on the airport train. I'm feeling better. There's a lot of people listening to me about my period drama, but like I don't care. They don't know me. And it just it 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 I, I started to feel elevated. I started to feel a little bit better. Okay. So I'm on the train. I'm feeling better talking to my mom. She's like, you're going to be fine. One more flight. You're going to feel, you're going to feel better. You already do. It's great. My next thing, Starbucks. Where's the Starbucks? I believe every terminal in the Dallas airport has a Starbucks, but like I was going from one to the other, excuse me. And I was like, got to find it. Need sustenance. The wonderful thing about the Starbucks app is that it has the airport ones listed for you and what gate they're at. Again, whoever designed this is the absolute most premium person. And I need to thank you personally. Like, thank you, Starbucks app map person. You are great. So like, I need to go to this gate, la la. And Paul's like, oh, I'm in the lounge because he flies so much. He gets lounge access. I'm like, great. I'm finding Starbucks. And he was like, butterfly. I'm like, I and finding Starbucks. Don't test me, man. I'm on, I'm on the upswing. Don't downswing me. You know, another travel tidbit. You can order ahead at most airport Starbucks. So I mobile order on the way. And I only had to stand there for two minutes. So they were like, Catherine, which that's me. And I was like, thank you. I will take my giant coffee. <laughs> And go about my business. And everybody was like, give me dirty looks. Like, um, hello, plan better. Work smarter, not harder. Don't have to stand here for 20 minutes. And then as I got my coffee, my husband was like, going to the gate. So I'm like, slight problem. Didn't get any food. And like, we know me, me and my blood sugar are like, I'm always making excuses. So then I had to get some snacks. I had no meal. My husband had, you know, breakfast in the lounge. And then it occurs to me. My husband has status with this airline. He might get upgraded. But he didn't. So no one had free food. Which is fine. 
sorry, I had to take a sip of my drink. Um, but had he, I would have eaten his free food. That's for damn sure. 155%. Like, yes, I shall eat your food. Anyway, so we're on the plane. I'm reading a little bit. I'll tell you about the book I read at the end. Um, the flight is joyous. However, my husband changed our seats and put us in the bulkhead, which like, that means I got no charger. That means I get no big pocket. And I was really afraid they would take my backpack away, which I as discussed earlier, can't happen. So I had to sit in the middle seat, which like, okay, fine. But then the man next to us had to get up to pee. And I'm like, sir, it's the unwritten rule of the people who are not in the aisle to not get up. And maybe that's just me. But like, maybe COVID times are different. Like maybe COVID made people nicer in that way. Like, oh, sure. You got to get up. You got to do something. Great. You go do it. And I can get behind that. But like, you're inconveniencing me. (laughs) And like, don't people hate being inconvenienced? Isn't that what we hate the most in life? So, and the man got, my husband was like, where do we stand? I'm like, just move. Like you are in an aisle. You need to move. And my husband sometimes like thinks he makes a great door or window. And in fact, he does not make a great door or window and like, just move, move. Like you have body mass. You need to like, you need to move. And we all have body mass. I'm not saying he's a big guy, but like, just, you don't make a great wall, like continue on. So that's like always like a little bit embarrassing anyway. So, and also I sit in an aisle seat, but since we got the bulkhead, he was like, are you okay in the middle? Cause he had his knee fixed half his life ago. No, more than that. 20 years ago. And he like is convinced he needs an aisle seat too, but like, I'm not going to like choose the hill you're going to die on. It's not that hill. It's not my time. Every now and then when like, I'm going to a destination where like, it's so scenic and beautiful. I wish I was a window seat person. So I could like take beautiful window seat fi- pictures and like videos, you know, and then I'd become famous on TikTok obviously. And I really wanted to tell the man who inconvenienced me to meet up like, Hey, can you just like scoot over so I can take some pictures? <laughs> but I didn't do that. But it's, it's, it's a win for the window seat people that you get a good view. It's a lose for me. But then if I sit in the window, am I going to have anxiety? But you're probably like, you have anxiety anyway, which like, mm-hmm. yep, sure do. So we land go through customs. It's fine. Now we're here in Cabo. The first thing I noticed immediately, desert. There is no humidity. I thrive in a non-humid environment. I love it there. (laughs) There's no allergies. There's nothing. Immediately my nose was like, oh, no pollen. God bless you. I'm like, dude, you're welcome for the no pollen. I, I love no pollen. So we go a car service takes us to our hotel and we check in and I'm like, great. I have the utmost room and everything to like, make sure I'm, I'm better because like, again, traveling on your womansies is the worst. Like I know there's worse things that can happen on a plane, but traveling on your womansies is you don't, who wants to do that? Who wants that? Nobody wants that. Like if you're going to pick a time for travel, you want to travel. 
the week following because then you have lost all your bloat. Your skin looks better. You're in a good mood. You have more energy. Like we all, <laughs> we all need to map out our vacations based on our cycle. That's what I've decided because I need to live in that week two zone on vacation. I don't need to be, you know, I don't need to be on my cycle during a vacation. It just, it's not great. Or PMS, like, you know, but if you're like me and you get a surprise every couple months, then like, how possibly am I supposed to plan? How can I prepare? And then really, is it ridiculous to plan your vacations around your cycles? I'm sure if, if someone does that, tell me how you do it. Your body's probably like clockwork and like, I really commend you, but like, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea because who knows? What if you go somewhere totally remote and you you may not have the provisions or access to provisions? Like what if you have to like – I I'm not going to describe it. Like do you know what I'm saying? Like there, there's just – there's 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 ways but then there's like, you know, whatever, you know. But we couldn't check into our hotel immediately, which kind of sucked. I was like, oh, God, I got to like stay in these airport clothes. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt joggers, compression socks, and sneakers at the pool restaurant. Like, tell me you're an American tourist without telling me you're an American tourist. I was like, ugh, this is not the vibe. <laughs> this is not what I envisioned for myself when I packed. Because it's not. Because all my other clothes are cute. But like, it just, you know when you look just kind of like bridge troll at the airport? That was kind of me. But like, I really tried to like be like comfortable compression sock bridge troll. Not necessarily like rolled out of bed homeless bridge troll. Like I've tried a little bit. I don't think I succeeded though. Cause the, cause compression socks are not cute. Like you can try and like I wear great ones and the company I get them from, like they are cute socks. But at the end of the day, they're still knee high compression socks that are for utility and not fashion. And it's really hard to like conceptualize an outfit around a compression sock. In the winter, no problem. No problem. Boots, pants, fine. Can't see them. Don't know. In the summertime, when you just want like a free ankle, you, you it's impossible. And that's my struggle for six months out of the year whenever I go somewhere. Because I guess I'm on blood thinners, but I still wear compression socks because, you know, I have anxiety because I had a blood clot when I was 18. And that's just me. And I'm always going to have that anxiety. And that's always going to be my problem. So, okay. Now we're here. We're on the trip. That Saturday was arguably <laughs> the longest day of my life. Because <laughs> I woke up at 4 Florida time, which was 2 a.m. Cabo time. And I didn't go to sleep probably until 11 Cabo time. I mean, that's a whole, that's a long ass day. That's a long day. And... When I packed for this trip, I didn't expect the womansies. So then I'm like, what outfit do I wear? Everything's pastels and white and dresses. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? How do I? How do I dress so I don't have an incident? Because that's the worst. That's the absolute worst. And for the seven percent of men who listen to the show, you can probably envision what I'm saying. Like, just no one wants an incident. So I dressed according to how heavy my cycle was for the whole trip. And that may make more sense as you look at my pictures. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know why I admit these things to you. 
but I hope that I make someone out there feel a little more seen if they do those things too. Because honestly, like I have enough anxiety. I'm traveling out of the country. I'm using my passport. My mom told me when I was, I was young, I was probably six, six or seven. And we lived overseas until I was six. She said, Catherine Mary, a U.S. passport is the most forged document in the world. Don't lose it. And I was like, oh my God, I can never lose this. So I always have like a little like undercurrent of anxiety whilst using a passport, like just because, you know, and like I've, I've been to Europe quite a few times and there's all this like pickpocketing incidents and all this people want to steal your identity and it's just too much, you know? So like once I'm settled in a place, I feel better. But anyway, went to the pool, had some fish tacos, had some guacamole, got a margarita. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little better. It's the tequila hundred percent, but I'm starting to feel better. And we kind of like putzed around the hotel for a while. They had like a, su- a supermarket we went to for like snack sort of groceries. And then we went to dinner at this really, really cool outdoor restaurant called Casa Martin. And I loved it. Everything was so colorful. It looked like it used to be, I don't want to say this like as it's, if it's, if it's me, cause it's not, it, it looked like it was at one point a covered building, but it was uncovered when I, when we were there, there was like an exposed uh, stone kitchen and like patio and stairs that you could tell were once like it used to be a house, I think, but they renovated it. And I think tore walls down to make it, um, an outdoor kind of space, but there was, everything was different colors and there was a bunch of light fixtures. There was a live musician. It was great. And everywhere in Cabo was so gluten-free accommodating, which is the most exciting thing for a gluten-free person. Like so great. And I forgot I made this reservation on open table. So they knew I was gluten-free. And when they're like, do you have any dietary restrictions? I was like, I usually say no, because I can find my way around a menu. But they're like, are you not gluten-free? I was like, oh no, I am. Which like in America, it's like, oh shit. Yeah, I told you. (laughs) Because sometimes they do the whole like, is it an allergy or is it a preference? And I, while allergic, I think I I can handle a little, 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 little exposure. Like my skin breaks out and I get a little uncomfortable, but I'm not going to be hospitalized. If I like eat something fully, then I, then I would be very sick. But usually I say it's a preference so that, you know, there's no hold up on my food or like things like that. They had my own special bread. They made me a tiny cornbread. And the waiter was like, here, this is for you. You can have this. And I was like, I can have it. Thank you. Oh my God. And it was delicious. Oh my God. Mexican cornbread fucking slaps. It was so good. Anyway, food was so delicious. I had like enchiladas and ceviche and like, I'm a seafood girly. Like if there is a catch of the day, like I will do it. Like the following day, I literally saw the boat come in with the fish. You don't get fresher than seeing the boat with fish. It's right there. I mean, you could catch it yourself, but like, hello, it's me. Like I'm not not catching fish by myself (laughs) and I'm not going to pay a billion dollars to go deep sea fishing to catch fish that I could pay $35 for, for dinner, you know, but like you don't get fresher than seeing it caught. You don't. And the sea bass in Cabo is so good. 
because they have the Sea of Cortez and they have the Pacific and they merge in the waters and the currents and the salt. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. I had such a good time. So the next day, oh, follow up. So I take my skincare very seriously. I take sun protection very seriously. My husband, who's 38, sometimes doesn't. And I was very concerned. Like the sun is so strong in Mexico. Like we are screwed. So I bought him a pool hat and it like definitely is like a bucket hat. And it was UPF, like the highest 50. Cause he's, he's, he's balding a little bit. And I was like, you're either going to have to sunscreen your head every hour or you have to wear this hat. And he was like, I'm just gonna wear this hat. My husband loves his pool hat. <laughs> it was on his head every minute of every day we were outside. And I am so proud. Like I'm so proud he kept his hat on. Cause I, I, the worst thing to me is having a sunburned head. Sunburned other places, sure. But like his head, like that sucks. That would suck. But he was so good about his sun hat. Um, yeah, went to the pool, had lots of sunscreen, reading my book, having margaritas, having tacos by the pool. It truly like, I really could live a life of leisure and eat pool tacos and margaritas and just read at the pool all day. I could. And it just, sorry, more iced tea. It was really wonderful. Where we stayed in Cabo was you could see the, the bay. I guess it's a bay. There was a huge super yacht in the, in the bay. Harbor? Harbor. That's a good word. I looked up the, I couldn't see the name for, for a few days. I looked it up. The owner is worth $6 billion. He has four yachts that all look the same. And this one had a helicopter on it. And I was like, this man did something right. Apparently he is like rich in copper and some sort of other maritime investments. Like, you know, you're rich when you make maritime investments. Like that's, that, that's, that's unimaginable wealth. Anyway, this boat was in the Harbor and I was just, it's just, it was beautiful. Like, I'm just like staring at this boat. Like, I wish I brought binoculars to see the people on it. Like I just, and then you look farther into the harbor and there's another boat that's that looks just like it. It's its sister boat. This man is so rich that in one harbor he needs two boats. And I'm like, sir, do you need friends? <laughs> I'm a fun person. You can come on my podcast. You can talk all about it. Like that, that is so, isn't that wild? He had two boats. He's like Kevin Gates, but with boats. Unbelievable. I'm like, why do you need two boats? You can only be at one boat at a time. But then I think maybe he like he used a smaller boat for like his friends, maybe. I don't know. I actually have no idea. Um that next day we went to dinner um at the restaurant in one of the hotels on the other side of the harbor. So it was on the Pacific side. That water is so beautiful. But let me tell you what, the current of the water in the Pacific and in the, um, oh my God, Sea of Cortez is strong. Like these currents are unbelievable. Like you'll get sucked out. Like, bye. See you later. They have to net off the beach in case you get sucked out. 
so they can come get you. And so you don't get hit by the super yachts. That's kind of cool. Like that, I mean, that's, it's not cool if you get sucked out, but like, you won't go out to sea. Like someone will come get you. But the fact that they have to do that is kind of alarming. Do you think? Okay. Monday, we went on a boat. My in-laws um, chartered a boat for the day, which was so wonderful. Thank you. My mother-in-law listens to this podcast. Thank you. Um, it was great. The captain and part of the crew were from Kansas City. So I'm like, hey, it's my hometown too. <laughs> they were they were so lovely. We used Cabo Yacht Charters. I will tag them in my show notes and I'll tag them on Instagram. I've already been in contact with them. They know I'm going to talk about them, but they were so great. They were awesome. We had a wonderful time. The water is so minerally and luscious because they, I guess there's a volcano, like half of Cabo is like volcanic rock or something. This water felt amazing. It was so crystal clear. You could see fish, you could see rocks and coral and reef because it was great. It was wonderful. I loved it. I was like first one in the water, got to do it. I don't care how cold it is. It was like 60 degrees, but it was wonderful. Everyone in my family was like chickening out. Like, I want to get in the water. I'm like, just jump in. Like, honestly, what are you going to do? Not get in the water? We're on a boat. It's hot. Get in the water. It was great. It was so great. I had so much fun. But there was an incident. We had to move the boat pretty quickly because there was like, you know, a current. And the anchor was dragging, allegedly. And we had to get up on the boat quick. And I couldn't get myself up off the ladder because the ladder was like a little too short for me. And the guy on the boat helped me up. And I scratched my foot on the deck. Then I was bleeding on the boat. Which, like, if anyone's going to find a way to hurt themselves, it's going to be me. And I don't know why it's always me. But, like, man, like, ugh, this sucks. Like, now I have these cuts and it looks ridiculous. And then we need a first aid kit. And, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'll just get back in the water. <laughs> then he's like, no, you should wait till it stops. There's, like, animals. And I was like, mm. Animals? <laughs> but... I think he meant sharks. However, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not considering like I, I don't, there's too many boats for sharks. That's no, but there is a big whale migration that happens through Kappa. We missed it, which like sucks for me. Cause I love the whales, you know, but part of me was like, what if there's orcas in this water? Like, would I still be here? Would I still swim? <laughs> Like, oh, but I would probably. Yeah. My husband, unbeknownst to him, because he forgot, he likes to turn on documentaries and then fall asleep. We watched a documentary on Discovery months and months ago about the Megalodon, like that big giant dinosaur shark that they think exists somehow. We watched this whole special about how allegedly the Baja Peninsula would be a good place because the water is so deep directly next to land and that creates a different... I don't know, food source and ecosystem for the Megalodon. And I was like, hmm, what if, (laughs) what what if that's true? (laughs) What if that theory, no pun intended, holds water? Like, hmm, am I swimming with Megalodon? Cool. Dinosaurs. Great. I, you know, it was a lot. Anyway, back to the boat. Um, some of us, meaning me, Got a little drunk on this boat. 
because um, the crew was like margarita, margarita, margarita shot. And I was like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yep, you guys are, yep, mm-hmm, love you. Yep, yes. And not that I didn't have a great time, but like, I just talked about it a few weeks ago, like I'm not really drinking right now and it's so nice not to be hungover and it's great not to feel like shit and like, whoops, I kept falling into tequila shots and <laughs> it's Mexico. What happens in Cabo stays in Cabo until you talk about it on your podcast. But listen, it was a great, wonderful time. I had a great time. Like I would have stayed in the water all day. I would have. It was, Oh my God. You guys, it was great. My husband got in the water too. He was a good sport about it. With his hat, of course, but always with his hat. Um, unfortunately, I applied sunscreen and then reapplied. But I didn't re and then re-re-reapply and I got burned. Like, mm. like my nose and my face are peeling, which like, ugh. Like, don't go over the face. Don't go over the face. Like, come on, you worked so hard in your skincare, like, to be young and youthful. And I have sun damage, you idiot. Like, ugh now and like my shoulders but my feet and my cuts are sunburned (laughs) from the boat and I was like just suffering on Tuesday I was like oh my god crap this is how it ends for me but it's okay it uh it's okay but one thing to note if you're a real housewives fan and you watched the episodes of the OC this year when they went to Cabo and Heather was looking for a house I think I know where she's building I think she's building on the Sea of Cortez San Los Cabos side because we saw a lot of commercial and residential builds there. And I was like, this could be where Heather's going. And one of them had a private beach. I'm like, how rich do you have to be to build a house in a different country and build a mansion really and have a private beach? I'm like, you go Heather Dubrow. You freaking go. That's so cool. Good for you. I love that. But yeah, shout out to Cabo Yacht Charters. You guys are wonderful if you're going to Cabo we used them we loved them when we go back if we I'm sure we'll be back we'll use them again they were unbelievable love them so much the boat was great Tuesday was a lot of recovery and I realized I lost my favorite pair of sunglasses which like absolutely sucks because I love those glasses they're my blue ones that you see like me wear all the time I'm so sad I reached out to Maui Jim. I'm like, we can't give you a new pair, but you can enter our lottery, which I will. Like, man, I loved the, I, I'm so sad. I loved those glasses. Ugh. And then Wednesday, we traveled home. We woke up at five o'clock. We drove to the airport. We went through customs and security. I was a little nervous because we all know I had COVID. And you can either to get back into the US, which I hope they do away with this now that like, COVID testing in the U.S. is not what it was. You have to show a you have to show a negative test or show your proof of recovery. However, if you have proof of recovery, it doesn't translate to the app that they make you use to prove your test. So I had I couldn't check in until I got to the airport, like three hours before my flight, which is a little anxiety inducing, you know, because like I would prefer to just be checked in so you know I'm coming, so the plane doesn't leave without me, kind of deal. But I get there and the woman's like, do you have your papers? I was like, yes. I had a doctor I work with write me a note. I had my doctor write me a note and I had my test. I was like, here you go. Here's my here's my documentation. I have recovered from COVID. I have two doctor's notes. Let me on the plane. And she was like, you may proceed. And I was like, 
thank God. Cause like, I don't want to get stuck in Mexico. You know, it was a great place. It was a great vacation. Had a wonderful time, but I'd like to go home. And you know, the feeling when you're ready to go home, like you, there's no reversing that. Like, you're not gonna be like, I'm ready to go home, but I still want to party. Like, no, no, I'm, I'm not the person I am ready to leave immediately. Like once I have decided I'm ready to go home, I'm not going to let go. I am ready to go, to be home. I want to be home at that moment, but I have to cross time zones and continents to get there. So she's like, you may proceed. I'm like, thank God. My husband had the nerve to get upgraded to first class. <sighs> so I literally can see him from my seat the whole flight. And sometimes he gives me his seat. He didn't this time. He didn't give me his seat. And what happened in Dallas? He got upgraded again. Did he give me a seat? No. This man got upgraded twice in the span of four hours and left my ass in coach. Mm, okay. I'll remember that. Mm-hmm. I will remember. Don't you worry about me. I'm fine in my seat, but I will remember. Remember the things that you've done. Because honestly, I just like want the food. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. And what did I watch on the plane? I watched Dune because everyone made such a big stink of this movie about Dune because it won Academy Awards, all this. And I was like, all right, let's, let's just, let's see what the fuss is about. The Wi-Fi kept cutting in and out and I could see people in first class watching movies and not having a Wi-Fi problem where I had to restart a billion things. I lost my Wordle streak because I had to clear my cache on my phone. So now Wordle thinks I'm a new player. It's absolute bullshit. So mad. Anyway, we landed back safely and now we're home over here. And I dealt with jet lag for a while because it must have been the time change, like the early waking ups and the early flight that just like did me in. I was just kind of like, just not feeling it. <laughs> like, oh, I have to be an adult today. Like, are you sure? Do I have an option to not adult? I guess I didn't. Apparently that's chuggy. I said that last episode. Whatever. But it was it was a great time. Cabo was so beautiful. Like I will put some pictures on the Instagram. It is so, so lovely. If you have the opportunity to go there, I suggest that you do. I would suggest staying at a pretty like established resort so that the people you know, first of all, know how to treat tourists, which ours did. I'm not saying that it didn't, um, but it, it is Mexico. There are, there are certain unknowns and fears and, you know, just be smart as you travel this, we know, but yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was a lot of fun, a lot of sun. And, um, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo, doesn't it? Okay. So that was our trip. It was a great time. And I promised you a few details of like the books I read and what I wore and what I did. So, you know, our boat people, Cabo Yacht Charters, I'll tag them. They were great. Love you guys. Um, I read two books on the trip. I'm still finishing the second one, but the first one was the last in the Simple Wild series, which I have talked about before. Um, it was the third book, which technically is like a half book because it finishes out the story that starts in the first two books and it ended just as I wanted it to such a cute love story. So great. This book takes place in Alaska and like 
it really romanticizes the shit out of Alaska. I don't know how much the author knows about Alaska, but to me, it's like perfection. So good. And now I'm reading um, the book called Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Um, she wrote three other books that I've read and her style of writing is very, I don't want to say easy read as like an insult cause it's not, but like her, her style is very, um, smooth to, to read, very easy to follow. Her story is great. Her character arcs are really good. Um, she's more romance fiction, but not in like a Daniel Steele type of way, like a, and certainly not <laughs> the book's book gets spicy, but not in the way that the other spicy books did. <laughs> um, it's, it's a very nice, you know, I don't know, adult fiction. I, I don't, I don't know. There must be some sort of subset. Let me see what my Goodreads says. Hang on. But I think you all know what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's a adult fiction love novel. I don't, I don't know. Let me see. Part of my world, part of your world. This is technically, this is ratings, ratings, ratings. This is, okay. These are the genres. Contemporary romance fiction. Okay. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Contemporary romance slash fiction. Yeah. It's really good. Um, her other, her first two books are great as well. I'll tag them, but they, she's, she's wonderful. And then what else? I use my new away suitcase. And by the way, we all know I have no sponsors. Only Anchor sponsors me. And it's because I record on that platform, which I like, thank you very much. I'm not hating on it whatsoever. But if I ever do get sponsors, you'll know. These are just all things that I loved that I used. I used my new away suitcase. So light, fit everything. Wonderful. Um, I used my Logan and Lenora backpack, which has a trolley sleeve. A trolley sleeve absolutely changes the game. I don't care. If a bag has a trolley sleeve, instant like. Instant. But Logan and Lenora make bags that are of recycled material and are machine washable. So like I can take it to the airport and the airport gross and then wash it and it's fine. I love that backpack. I have six bags of theirs. I love their stuff. But they, if you want to sponsor me, please go right ahead. I love you. Um, my backpack used that. Um my passport cover is RFID protected on Amazon. It was like $7 and it's important because the back of your passport is magnetic and has your number. And if somebody wants to steal your information, all they have to do is put their phone to your passport with a little reader spy thing and get your information, but not with my cover on it. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, you're not going to get past me. No, I know the ways. Um, what else? Oh, my hat. Oh, my God. My grandma coastal aesthetic hat. I almost forgot on my hat. I love my hat. It's from Amazon. It had a bow on the back of it and a little, like, space for my hair to come out like a bun. I was feeling myself in this hat. So protective. So comfortable. It came with little foam things to put in the hat. Oh, my God. Lord, help me. The rim of the hat um, to make it smaller. So it fit my head. Gorgeous. I will post my hat as well. I'm going to post a lot of things and you're probably going to get sick of me. Prepare to be sick of me as they say on TikTok. Cause like I have to share if something's good and something works, why wouldn't I tell you? I'm not getting paid for it. This is free advertising for these people. 
you they should thank me. Thank you by giving me a sponsorship and helping me run a podcast. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, my hat was great. Cover up, also Amazon. Wonderful. Coastal grandma. Um, my clothes, I wore a lot of Abercrombie, which still shocks me <laughs> that they're size inclusive now. And I have to say, on a personal note, packing for this trip was a little difficult just because the person I am this May is different from the person I was last May. And that is fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to break myself any further. However, you know, you, you want to go to your closet, pick something you like and want it to fit. And that doesn't happen for me right now. A lot of the time, however, I really consciously packed to make sure that everything I brought fit and that I liked it. And I forced my husband since I was getting dressed every day and taking or, and putting makeup on to take a picture of where we went. And he did such a good job. He did such good smiles in our pictures, which as we know, he has to practice because he ruined our wedding portraits. If you don't recall that story, I'll probably tell it again. <laughs> I don't know what pot it's on, but it, it's a thing. He has to practice his smiles. Anyway, um, I wore first night, I wore an old Navy dress. Second night I wore Abercrombie. During the day, I had my Abercrombie dad shorts on, which are fucking great shorts. If you get them, size down, wear them when they're tight. They stretch a little. They are so comfortable. Oh my God, they're so comfortable. They're so good. Um, The next day, I wore my anthropology dress that I love so much. No, the next day was the boat and I was too drunk to go to dinner. <laughs> so I actually didn't get to wear one of the outfits I packed, but that's okay. <laughs> And I wore my anthropology dress and then we went home. And, you know, I was only there for four days. So, like, I packed I packed probably six days worth of clothes. Like, I could have made it longer. And our place we stayed in had a washer and dryer. So, like, I could have stayed for longer. But aesthetically, you'd have been like, you're wearing the same shit. But loved it. Love a good tiered dress. Love a poplin. It's so fresh and cool and, like, cool temperature. Not cool like I'm cool. I mean, I'm cool. But like refreshing in temperature and a jean jacket, wherever you go, pack a jean jacket. I don't care what Gen Z or the other, who, who's younger than Gen Z or do they exist? I don't know if jean jackets are a thing for you guys, but like jean jackets for us are awesome. Keeps you warm. Keeps you cozy. Looks so cute. Pop the collar. Don't give me shit. Pop your jean jacket collar. You're going to look fucking cool and bring sunglasses that you don't mind losing wherever I lost them. I wish I knew. I think they got stolen, honestly, because I I know they were on my face when we left the boat. And then we went to the pool. And I know they were on my face at the pool because I would have noticed if I didn't have sunglasses on because I would have been squinting. And that's annoying. So bring sunglasses you hate. I, I go through this phase of like, wanting to travel with my favorite things, but then I never do because like, A, I love them. And I am, I am prone to losing things, obviously. Can't be trusted. And I also have a lot of fears of like things getting stolen. Well, hello, duh. Like I don't wear my wedding rings on vacation. I wear like my silicone ring. I have a fake ring. (laughs) Oh my God. I have a fake ring that I think it's crystals or like glass. I bought it from, um, from Everly rings. It looks good. Like people have complimented me on it as if it's real. It's because it's got kind of big infinity, infinity band. Cause I can follow myself, you know, 
um, I took it off to put sunscreen on and I didn't put it back on and I went to the bathroom and the ladies sitting next to us told my husband that I forgot to put my ring back on. They were like, oh, your wife left her ring. He's like, it's fake. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you're going to buy the fake shit, buy the good fake shit. Except don't buy fake Louis Vuitton because we can all see it. Like, we know it's fake. We know. Like, please. Same with, like, Chanel, Hermes. Like, it just buy it. Just, just, just save your money. Don't waste your money on the fake shit. Waste your, save your money on the real thing. That's all I'm saying. And if you can't buy real other things, I'm not an elitist piece of shit. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> like we can tell. Like, a fake is good if it's, if it, you can't tell. But when you can tell, it's not good. That's what I'm saying. Oh, boy. This has really gotten out of hand. Talk for half an hour about my period, and here we are. <laughs> but it was a great trip. My first international trip since a while, like three years. We went to Ireland in August of 19. Yeah, almost three years. It was great. I can't wait to go do something else. I have other trips planned for this year. My cousin's getting married. My family's going skiing in the winter. There's, there's things happening. You'll, you'll get more travel content from me. I'm not going to be like a travel content girly, but maybe a little bit. What else do I have to say? Hmm. The rest of, well, not this episode, but Thursday's normal episode will be a pop culture recap. I do want to talk about the Met Gala, but like it'll be 10 days from the Met Gala. And like, is that considered old news? So I may mention it again, but my best dress is Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. My worst dress is Emily Ratajkowski. She looked awful. I have some like mediocrely dressed people and some like well-dressed people as well. If you watch my stories, thank you. But Blake was my favorite. The The symbolism, the meaning, it was beautiful. Loved it. Um, no one followed the theme. And that is an inherent problem with the Met Gala because everyone's so, everyone's like taking their artistry above and like, if something is so artistic and what's that word? Like if you have to reach so far to conceptualize this image, like I don't want to work that hard. I want to look at your look and understand it, you know? <sighs> anyway, that's it for me and my trip to Cabo. What happens in Cabo stays in Cabo until you talk about it on your podcast. I, I should watch that episode of Laguna Beach because Paul was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Ugh. come on, dude. I asked him, I said, do you know who said when, what happens in Cabo stays in Cabo? And he was like, you? I was like, I mean, I've said it, but like, <laughs> it's not me that said it. <laughs> Lauren Conrad said it too, but Kristen said it in the bar when she was cheating on Stephen with Sam. That's why it's important. That's why it's a cultural moment. Man, 2004 was a different time. So different. I could never, like, if we have kids... And they want to go on spring break in Mexico? The answer is absolutely the fuck no. Like, not possibly. Hell no. Nope. You are staying. You're not going on spring break. You have to study. If I'm paying for college, you're studying. No. Sit in your, no. Clean your room, sit in it, study, get good grades, and then go to college. And when you're in college, you're not allowed to go either. Because I'm not going to bankroll it. You heard it here first. This may never be a problem. But I'm just saying. <laughs> that would be my answer. Something very exciting happened to me today. And it has nothing to do with this. It has nothing to do with Mexico. But it does have to do with Starbucks. 
I had errands to run. So my toxic trait is stop at Starbucks first. But then I told my husband that I was going to bring up Starbucks on my home for my errands. But how possibly was I going to make my drink last that far? I'm not. So I went to Starbucks. I got my venti, peach, green tea, lemonade, iced green tea, lemonade, delicious, refreshing, brilliant summer drink. I returned my library books. I went to the post office. I did something else. Went to the store and I had to go to Starbucks again. And I drank my drink. Like my drink was done but I still had my cup and I went to the doctor and said, Hey, can I get a tea refill? I still have my cup. And then can I get this other drink? Like I'll pay for the refill. I don't, I, you can get a free refill on iced coffee, regular coffee and regular iced tea. I think that's generally the rule. She's like, yeah, sure. Your totals. This is that. I go up to the window and she hands me my drink. And I said, I, Oh, like my new drink in a new cup. I was like, Oh, but I had my cup. She goes, Oh, that's right. Made my drink totally free. I got a free iced tea. And this is a, it's kind of melted. You can hear it. That's my ice shaken in my iced peach green tea lemonade. My brain kind of short circuits when I have to order something really long, but you get the point. It's so good. I'm going to be caffeined up till like 11 o'clock, but it's okay. I don't work tomorrow. Anyway, <clears throat> that's it for me. Thank you for following me on this journey to Mexico and back. I hope I gave you a little bit of information that you'll take with you, like getting an RFID secure passport cover. <laughs> and um, I will see you all on Thursday, regular schedule programming. Please think of names for me to use. I do have a few. I'm reluctant to share because I feel like at the end of the day, people are going to be split on the name and you know, it's not a democracy, it's a dictatorship and I'm the dictator. So <laughs> at the end of the day, like I will choose the name, but I do want people's opinions because they matter to me because I want you to like me, obviously. I mean, duh. Well, I also have a podcast, you know, not that I'm like some self serving piece of shit, but like just, you know, your inputs, I appreciate the input is what I'm saying. So look out for that poll, look out for my Cabo updates, look out for anything else I provide. Thank you so much for liking and subscribing and commenting and sharing and doing all the things for me. Um, and yeah, that's this extra episode. Thank you so much for listening to the 32 podcast. Um, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at, at 32 pod. Email me at 32 pod at gmail.com questions, comments, concerns, hosting the show with me. Um, suggestions for the show, name suggestions, please follow along the name journey. Um, if you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, continue to leave a five-star review. Tell me how I can improve. Leave a comment, please. Your comments mean so much to me. Um, and listen on Thursday. And as always, especially in Mexico, even if drunk on a boat, it's never too rude to have 32. Bye. Bye. <music>